Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Hello and welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. So welcome back to part two of our From Indian Lakes review of their newest album, Dimly Lit. We have had time to think about this album a little bit more. We have some more thoughts and just a lot more that we'd like to get to. Our first episode, if you have not listened to that, please go back and listen to that. What we did is neither Nate or I listened to any of the songs before the album came out and the day that the album came out. We did kind of a first listen, first take on a bunch of these songs and it was a really fun episode it's much more in depth and informative than this episode will be so just make sure that you check out that episode before you kind of come into this episode I think that'd be good to get some background on a lot more of our thoughts and we're just going to fill in a couple things that we didn't get to talk about on that episode so Nate you ready to jump into this yes sir So our first section that we're going to do, it's going to be called, How Did You Discover From Indian Lakes? So Nate, how did you discover From Indian Lakes? So yeah, it all started with uh, Kevin Klein. Him and I were on our way to a leadership retreat and we were sharing headphones on the bus and he said, hey Nate, I got to show you this uh, new band called From Indian Lakes. And he showed me the song, Our Father is Missing, on The Man with Wooden Legs. This was in the beginning of the 2011-2012 school year. And I remember listening, and it was this real cool fusion of a lot of the types of music I had liked at that time. More of this heavy, aggressive rock, but with this also soft beauty. And I really started listening to The Man with the Wooden Legs. And I liked the album, but I felt like it was somewhat inconsistent. And I just had a hard time falling in love with the whole project. And it wasn't really until I remember finding out beginning of freshman year of college that Joey from Indian Lakes released Able Bodies. And I remember this was when before streaming and I was like, I really want to get this. I'm interested to hear what it sounds like. And I didn't have any money. And so I asked Tori, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, I said, hey, Tori, is there any way that like you could loan me 10 bucks so that I can (laughs) buy this and I'll pay you back? Because I was absolutely dirt poor. And she gracefully said yes. And I remember I was having this conversation on the phone, Andrew, in the Petra parking lot. Uh And I just remember her saying yes and being, like, really excited. (laughs) And I went back to school. I drove back to school. I drove back to my dorm. And I bought it. And from then on, like, the second I heard that album, I just became a huge From Indian Lakes fan. And that was really when it all clicked to me. And I fell in love with Joey. And it's been a perfect marriage ever since, you know, (laughs) me and From Indian Lakes. (laughs) Till death do you part. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, Andrew, how did you discover from Indian Lakes? So, my really close friend, Nate Grimley, (laughs) showed me from Indian Lakes. Uh, Yeah, Nate showed me from Indian Lakes. I'm trying to remember exactly where we were for that, and I don't have that memory. But I know that Nate was the one who told me about them, and also, maybe also just gave me the albums which was very nice of him so I could listen to them and I feel like Nate tried to like not tell me how good they were and was kind of like oh yeah like check out this new band like I feel like they're good so I knew Nate liked them but I don't think until I started to like them did I realize that Nate loved them but I remember just driving and like listening to them so Able Bodies, I guess, had just come out or had been out for not that long. And I remember driving, listening to it like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I still remember for some reason the stop sign that I was at just waiting to turn and listening to Breaking My Bones and just going, this is cool. 
I really like this. And they were very different then. If you listen to Man with the Wooden Legs and Able Bodies, they're very different albums than current from Indian Lakes albums. I would say those two sound more similar. And then the most recent three albums from from Indian Lakes sound more similar. There was a major change after Able Bodies, but still... It was a really cool thing that I just always remember, and any time I'm at that stop sign, I just I think of From Indian Lakes. So you think of breaking people's bones, and I, so you don't stop at the stop sign; and you exactly, just go through. <laughs> exactly, and I've broken many bones. There you but go. I think it's so cool, though, that that music has that way of of making impressions on us. That like any time I read certain books or am certain places i think of different albums that maybe first stuck out to me or just made a huge impact on me at certain places or while i was reading a certain book or or something like that and i think that's so cool how music's able to do that and from indian lakes definitely has a way of doing that all right nate so we're going to jump into talking some more details about dimly lit here so you want to start us out with some of these questions yeah sure so we have five questions set up And Andrew and I will each answer those five questions. And a lot of the questions are kind of based around, so we initially listened together and shared our thoughts. What has changed since then? Either what has, have we liked that we've grown to like more? What have we liked that we like less? Are there details that we missed the first time that after listening a million times, we've now realized or discovered? It's just to kind of juxtapose us listening with virgin ears to us listening after a million times. So the uh, first question is, what has stood out to you instrumentally since we first listened? Yeah, so I think the thing that stands out to me the more I listen to this album, I think he's officially done his weirdest guitar work on this album. I was listening back to Everything Feels Better Now, and there's, like, hints at it. And it's funny because I didn't take them as hints then. I just thought they were what they were at that point. But when you listen, you're like, man, he really was starting to experiment with some really weird not just timing actually probably less about timing more about note choice and and sound effects that you go oh that was that was a little bit weird and so you hear hints of that on everything feels better now and it feels like a like a more comfortable weird and then this album some of the parts are just weird weird they they don't feel comfortable they feel so out of the box and it's amazing i really feel like it's him showing that he is improving not just as a songwriter but as a musician that he's been pushing himself in all these different ways i think the guitar solo in faces is so cool i didn't mention it i don't think in the first episode at all but it stood out to me as as one of the cooler guitar parts on the album i just really love it and this album is really quite a masterclass on sound effects production and layering just all of those things together that it's basically joey doing what he's done really well for albums and just just building off of that and again i just think his choice of sound effects the way that it's produced and the layering of all the instruments and parts on this album is arguably the best that he's ever done so those are some things that stood out to me instrumentally how about you nate Yeah, so I kind of focused on a combination of the instrumentals and also his vocal performances. And I just think this is their catchiest and most accessible album to date. As I mentioned before, when we said, how did I discover from Indian Lakes? The first album I fell in love with was Able Bodies. But then after that, Absent Sounds and Everything Feels Better Now, both took a while to grow on me like when I first listened to um, Absent Sounds I liked it but it just wasn't quite the same as Able Bodies and so it took me I think it was like two or three months and then like I loved it Everything Feels Better Now was even a bigger departure from Absent Sounds to me in the sense of like the way instrumentally and vocally he I don't know like Obviously, there's like yelling in able bodies and there's not really that on absent sounds. But 
the type of mood he creates and the weirdness, like you were talking about, the weird guitar parts he does that he hints at at Everything Feels Better Now. And it's also a subtler record. Like, even though Absent Sounds isn't as in-your-face as Able Bodies, it's still, like, very defined and upfront, and, like, everything is very in your face in a good way for the most part where everything feels better now is so subtle and that took even longer that took like seven months to grow on me I actually didn't like it at first and dimly lit I was like you know what like I'm really nervous about not liking the album before we did our listening session and I was like but because the good thing is all the other albums took a while to grow on me besides able bodies so I imagine like this will be the same so no need to fear if I don't like it. And then I loved it first listen. And so it was just like a unique experience for me in that way where that hasn't been the case with the most recent From Indian Lakes albums. And the only song that I think didn't really um, grab me at first was Faces because it's just so weird. And especially the vocals combined with the instrumental to start out the track. Like, it's just like really up, instrumental and then he's like it's like what what's going on it's like such like the the vocals don't match up with the instruments like you would usually do it but then eventually like that even grew on me and I liked his artistic direction with that and yeah it was just like but that was like the only track that I felt like really needed to grow on me and the last thing I want to say about this with accessibility is I think there's a ton of catchy choruses specifically and my favorites of which include your heartbeat against mine cover my eyes it pulls you up no one else and breathe it out so that's kind of where I'm at with the catchiness that's my main takeaway so what has stood out to you lyrically Andrew so I still feel like I have about the same comprehension of the lyrics that I did the first <laughs> listen. So some of my broad takeaways, in case you forget the part one here, or just to rehash them, is I felt like by reading the lyrics that this might have been his most honest album to date, that I felt like it was actually, there were some parts that felt very personal to him, just his approach to the lyrics, the word pictures that he was creating, just the different themes that he was going through. It really felt like he was he was pushing himself to just open himself up a little bit more and not just be poetic but also not just be really literal and and everything that there's no figuratism or or poetic nature to the lyrics and i think this is his most honest but that doesn't mean that it's as easiest to understand in my opinion that the more i've looked at the lyrics there's still lyrics that i have no clue i feel like they're there to help create a picture and so sometimes the lyrics have helped create that picture more clearly but some of it i'm still confused by honestly and i still don't quite get what he's getting at with some of the lyrics in and i would say quite a few of the songs so i would say my comprehension is not increased like i expected it to which probably just means that the lyrics are a lot more layered than i thought that they were initially as well so nate what stuck out to you lyrically yeah i definitely think just as I was listening to you and thinking back on past releases lyrically, like you said, like how the past releases were definitely, I think, a little bit easier to understand. Like, I feel like I could categorize each album lyrically in one word besides Dimly Lit. Yeah. <laughs> it like takes like a much longer explanation for me to like make sense of it. And even with my explanation, I have the least amount of confidence in my conclusion compared to other albums where I feel a lot more confident, like I know what he's talking about or referring to in those records. And so lyrically, there's obviously a lot of imagery about light and darkness, 
on the album. The album's called Dimly Lit, which is an ode to both darkness and light. The first five songs I noticed each include either the word sun, sunlight, sunset, or moon. So it's a very like nature driven too, and like the natural state of light. And when it's Love You Want, Joey sings I'll Be the Lighthouse When You Miss Home. Joey uses light and dark imagery to kind of demonstrate in my mind like the lack of health or the vibrant health of certain relationships as well as not just relationships but individuals which seem to include himself here as you mentioned if these songs are written autobiographically and so there's a lot of references to one person wanting a relationship and another not which I noticed too which is kind of light I just realized now is light and darkness but um and I'm right here I think it sums up his attitude towards this person where he says you are continuing to change for the worse and you won't love me but I'm still here for you and will remain here for you if there's ever a time you need me and I think that's kind of the gist of the album for me and I think dimly lit refers to also this person remaining hopeful and remaining in love in the midst of this rejection and I think it's significant that the album cover has a hand reaching out and there's bright colors on that are beginning to cover that fingertip and yet nobody's there like there's those doors that are there there's those two doors with the kind of like cloth that up somebody's left and yet they're still like reaching out for that person which that might not be the intent behind the design, but that kind of was like what stuck out to me with the album artwork combined with the lyrics. So what else has stuck to you outside of instrumentally or lyrically or maybe just like something more specifically that you have only noticed as you've continued to listen? Yeah, so I think knowing what to expect now when I go back to the album, things are just different now. Where initially with the features on the album, all the different people featuring, I was expecting those to be, hey, they get their own verse or their own chorus or just their own sections. And especially the first few times that he has someone feature on the album, it's very small. It's basically they come in to just layer their voice. And now when I go back and I'm listening, I'm not listening for them to take over a section. I'm listening to what have they added. And it's a whole different approach, and I'm loving it. It's really cool, and I feel like I get it now. Where the first time I was a little confused, like, if someone's going to have this small of a part, why even put them as a name on a feature? But I think it's really cool that he is... He's promoting these people, these different artists, his friends, but also they're adding a lot to it. So I feel like I've gotten to understand the vocal layering aspect a lot more as I've listened to it. And you touched on vocals, so I'm not going to say much, but I think this is my favorite album from, from Indian Lakes, from Joey, from just a vocal and vocal layering standpoint. I just... I feel like that's what stood out to me is I love his cadences and what he's done. I don't know that it's a crazy departure from what he's done in the past. And I think one of the things that stands out the most is the features on the album. But I still feel like how it's layered, the effects on his voice. I just feel like he does a great job on this album. And and personally, it's just my favorite vocal performance on an album now. There's 16 songs, so there's a lot more to choose from. He obviously had to do more vocals on this album, so maybe it's not fair to say it's my favorite in that sense. But I still I just love everything he did for all 16 songs uh, vocally. I'm going to respond to that when we go over our uh, vocal rankings. Sounds good. So how about you, Nate? Going back to the lyrics for a sec, I think it's significant that the album's lyrics can be very dark at times, and yet the music throughout the record is often extremely bright and energetic and dynamic, even though there are some slower tracks and some more solemn feels. And I think that juxtaposition is continued with the album artwork and its title. Though the title is dark, though the theme is somewhat dark, the cover communicates it in a very powerful light and in a vivid way with bright colors. And I think it's cool that what he did lyrically to instrumentally is very similar what he did with the album title to the album cover 
in my mind. And then for track names, I noticed that I Feel the Same is followed by Did We Change? And When It's Love You Want is followed by I'm Right Here. So I Feel the Same, Did We Change? When It's Love You Want, I'm Right Here. And so it's cool. He's kind of like communicating a message through the track titles and through the track names. So I thought that was very cool and like interesting. So yeah, so Andrew, this is a not not fun part. Was there anything you don't like the more you listen to this album? Or is there anything you like less the more you listen to this album? So I think if I had to pick something, I think I'm going to come back to the length of the album. Not that it is a bad length. It's just not conducive to my normal drives or the times that I'm listening to it. So what I noticed is I kept making it through the first six to eight tracks on a normal drive, and maybe I'm just not driving far enough, but I wasn't making it through the whole album because it is 16 tracks. It's so many tracks to make it through. So I wasn't making it through the whole album, and now I'm actually having to start the album at like 8 to 10, somewhere in there, to actually make it through the later half and show that some love. So it's not that he doesn't do it great, because I, I was really impressed. That was probably the thing I was most scared about from this album was the amount of tracks. And I feel like he does nail it, so I need to give him props. But it's just, it's a hard album to listen to straight through because it's so long. So that has to be the thing that the more I've listened to, the more I've been like, I kind of wish it was two eight-track albums instead of a 16-track album, just from the sense of of actually feeling like I can get the whole concept in on a normal drive for me. How about you, Nate? So yeah, I actually had the same thing, but my perspective's a little bit different. So I think the album is hurt by the length, both for what you said, but I also do think, and this is so tough, and like I am being so nitpicky, but... I feel like tracks like 11 through 14 are a little bit weaker than the rest of the tracks on the album for me. And so I go through the first 10 tracks and then there's this like section where even though it's high quality, it just like doesn't quite measure up. And so for me, I almost wish they just weren't there so that you could just have a much easier full album listening experience with like a 12 track album or whatever. And again, like I understand people will probably don't not like me saying that. And again, I think those songs are good. I just think the album as a whole, as an album would be stronger if it was shorter and shorter with the tracks that I think are the stronger tracks. All right, Andrew, uh, our last question is, what's your new favorite song? So this doesn't mean that you like it more than the old song that you had as your favorite. And I do want to know what your old favorite was. Actually, I mean, I do know what it is, but in, ca- in case our listeners don't know. But it's a song that has risen up almost to, or has maybe surpassed uh, the height of your first song. Yeah. So... My first track was Your Heartbeat Against Mine. Still probably the catchiest song on the album, and I still love it. It's currently stuck in my head, which is really weird because I listened through this album this morning, but uh, I did not even listen through that song. Again, I went through the later (laughs) portion, so it's really weird that it's stuck in my head right now, but that's how it works. So that was my favorite song. It might still be, but if I'm picking another song, the other song that actually stuck out to me, and it's funny that you were saying you thought tracks 11 through 14 weren't great because I was torn between two songs in that range. So I'm actually going with Did We Change featuring Lynn Gunn. That's from Paris. I really love that song, and I think one of the reasons that I like that range of the album is it gets really weird and experimental with some of the timing that's used, and that's the big thing is when I was starting to show musician friends of mine, instead of showing them Your Heartbeat Against Mine, which is more poppy, more catchy, more fun, I was actually showing them Did We Change, and... 
just kind of showing them the the intricacies of from Indian Lakes and what they can do from a timing standpoint. And so I noticed that that slowly but surely become one of my go-to tracks on this album is that I also love the feature. Lynn does a great job. It might be my favorite feature on the album, although it's also probably the most in-your-face one. Uh, also, I guess Faces has a more in-your-face one. I think that's the one that also... Garden Bed. Oh, Garden Bed. Sorry, that's the one that has a more obvious feature as well. But but I just, I love that song. So, Did We Change? Track 12 is my new favorite song. How about you, Nate? Of those four, that one's my favorite. I just feel like, even though I like Faces and I like what they they do, I just feel like it feels like a choppy song kind of because of that i also feel like i feel the same it's melody is a little too basic though the end of that track when he introduces the acoustic i think is one of my favorite parts of the album because of just like the style change is so crazy because it's such an electric album and a synth heavy album too and then for Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed with ULS where the first time I listened, I really liked it. I find the song to be kind of boring now and the the hook doesn't really hit me as hard as it originally did. But I, anyways, so what I guess I'm trying to say is I don't even know if I would include Did We Change in the category of weaker tracks. I just think it's in the middle of those tracks. It's like smack dab in the middle, basically. And I, I fully agree with you about Lynn's part. And it's cool, too, because it, I think, thematically creates this, like, response to each other with the, uh, with the lyrics, I think is really cool. My new favorite song is... So my old one was Breathe It Out. And I was choosing between that and Your Heartbeat Against Mine, but I didn't pick that because you picked it. So I'm very high on that song, too. But I actually chose... What I think, and I might be totally wrong about this, but I think this track could easily be one of the the most underrated tracks. Like I'm not saying I know that. I don't I haven't checked the Spotify streams or anything, but I could just see this being an underrated track and it's uh Cover Your Eyes. I just think it's a song that many people could listen to and be like, "Oh, this is kind of subtle compared to a lot of the other tracks. It's kind of slower." But I just think it's so catchy. Like, that chorus is incredible. And I think, too, I don't know if this is why it connects with me so much. And I think I said this to you on the first podcast. This song feels the most Everything Feels Better Now of all the tracks on my mind, which you and I both love that record. And so I just, yeah, that song I think is incredible. So, all right, that's our five questions. We want to know what you've noticed as the album's grown on you. So please let us know that on our socials, especially our email. We're not getting enough traction on our email. I don't know why. (laughs) I thought email was in. (laughs) But uh, anyways, all jokes aside, we're going to get into our ratings and then our rankings. So this is exciting. Andrew, are you ready to, to rate this pitched <laughs> yeah let's do it all right so we're gonna start rating this album we're gonna rate it between one and ten in five different categories we have instrumentation vocals lyrics journey and the package and we'll explain each one as we go through All right, Nate, what did you give instrumentation of Dimly Lit? So this is my first 10 on the podcast. Boom, let's do it. I think the musical diversity on this album, while still maintaining a distinct identity, is very much worthy of praise. Every song, for the most part, I mean, just fits, and no two songs are even close to sounding the same. And for him to do that on 16 tracks, to have... All these songs be such high quality is just incredible. And I think the album was a relatively drastic style change for Joey. And yet he pulled it off pretty seamlessly. And uh, the instrumentals just stick out so much. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, so for instrumentation, I'm also at a 10. And you basically said it, so I don't have to add much. I just think it's from Indian Lakes at its best. He pushes himself 
instrumentally more than probably any other album, and I just got to give him props for it. So 10 out of 10. All right, Nate, what do you give vocals on this album? Okay, despite giving instrumentation a 10, I'm going to give vocals a stronger 10. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think his melodies on this album are absolutely incredible. The way Joey sings just continues to evolve and is extremely impressive. And what I'm most impressed about is he hasn't gotten complacent at all like he hasn't just fallen into singing in a certain way or singing similarly he mixes it up so much and I feel like he's always trying to improve vocally and won't stop pushing the envelope and for me this is what kind of separated this album from the rest of the albums in 2019 despite the instrumentals being so good were his vocals what about you, Andrew? Yeah, so I gave vocals a 10 as well. I just, again, I thought this was my favorite album from that standpoint with him. And it's not even just his vocals, too. It's all the features as well that just add into that same category, and it's excellent. I think that's the first 10 I've ever given for vocals as well, and I think it's well-deserving. All right, Nate, what do you give lyrics on this album? So I think the lyrics are really well-written and poetic, I just think the albums, the three albums, especially before this, all have stronger lyrics, especially Absent Sounds and Everything Feels Better Now, which I would say both have 10 out of 10 lyrics. And so I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10, which is still a really high score, but that's my score. What about you, Andrew? This is going to happen. We're just, we're going to have the same score. I'm feeling it. (laughs) Let's do it. I don't know. I don't know that we will either, but I have 9 for lyrics as well. And the only reason it's not a 10 is some of the confusion. And confusion's not always bad. Sometimes that's on the listener. Sometimes that's on me for not understanding what he's getting at. But I I feel like they're great lyrics. I just don't understand all of them. And I felt like if I understood all of them, I could give it a higher score. So that's that. All right, Nate, what do you give the journey that's the flow, consistency, and length of the album? So despite me not minding the length, I still think it would be a much stronger album if shorter. We talked about this earlier. Um, I think the first two-thirds of the album are stronger than the last third. And though I really like every song, I love certain songs and felt like it would have been better as a shorter album. So I give us an 8.5 out of 10. What about you, Andrew? So I gave this a 9.5 out of 10. We were so close. So close. Um, I only dinged it a little bit for how long it is. And and again, that's the 0.5. Because I actually love the flow and consistency, it's really just the length. And so those were so strong. I do feel like the album flows so well that that could have been a 10 out of 10, but I went just a little lower. So 9.5. All right, Nate, what did you give the package? That's the production and album artwork so the production's fantastic the fact that joey basically did this all himself makes it even more impressive and the album artwork is extremely creative and unforgettable and awesome and i gave it a 10 out of 10 what about you andrew I also gave it a 10 out of 10, some of the best production. I think it's the best production of last year on an album. The only one that was borderline right there with it was Japanese House for their album. Yeah. That album's production I should have given that too. a 10, too. I know. We've both regretted not giving production as high on that album. I know. But the album artwork is amazing. It, uh, it It's excellent. It's great and 10 out of 10. All right. My score is a 48.5 out of 50. Nate's is a 47.5 out of 50. If we add both of those together, that is a 96 out of 100 or a 9.6. So that's actually our highest score that we've given an album on the podcast, which makes sense because Nate and I both had this as our top album of 2019. So it would make sense that this would also be our top album of this podcast since we're still relatively new so that is our ratings now we're going to move into our rankings we're going to rank all of from indian lakes albums from worst to best let's do it so nate what is your fifth favorite from indian lakes album so even though this album is my worst album it doesn't suck worst is a relative term in this sense it doesn't mean this album's bad this is actually a really good album all of from indian lakes albums are really good But that being said, of all the placements of albums, this was the easiest one to place for me. And that's The Man with 
wooden legs. I think it's good. I think it's extremely aggressive. I think Framanian Lakes wouldn't be what it is today without this record. And I know I have friends where this is actually their favorite Framanian Lakes record. So I'm sure some of you listening are like head over heels with this album. For me, it just lacks the consistency of the other albums. Like, I feel like there's some weaker tracks on this album. And it also lacks, I think, some of the beauty that his other albums have. Where this has some really cool aggressive moments, it has less prettier moments, which is what, for my taste, I desire more than the harsh and aggressive moments. Andrew, what about you? What's your number five? Yeah, so my number five is also The Man with Wooden Legs. I actually went back right before recording this episode, and I re-listened to all of From Indian Lakes albums, but the one I actually listened to the most was The Man with Wooden Legs, because I never go back to that album. And I think in my mind, it was worse than it actually is in actuality. I've always thought that Able Bodies was stronger than that, and those two albums are more similar to each other. But I just, I thought Able Bodies was more consistent. I'm trying to not get ahead of myself here. But I realized how much I love The Man With Wooden Legs. It's honestly, it is really great. And I totally understand if someone really likes that sound and that style from them, then I can understand someone making a very good case that at the very least, it's not their least favorite from from Indian Lakes, but for the right person, I could see it hitting in all the right cylinders for it to be their favorite as well. It's a great album. So I think I've always underrated that album. I think it's a great album. But again, compared to the other ones, for me, it's the weakest. I think what you said is encouragement for those who became fans of the band with Absent Sounds or maybe even Able Bodies who haven't gone back and listened to The Man With Wooden Legs to give it a shot. Because it is a high-quality record, and there's some bangers on this one. Yeah, there really are. Speaking of bangers, what is your number four, Nate? So my number four is Able Bodies. This is the album that got me into From Indian Lakes. It will forever hold a dear place in my heart. And honestly, this is where the list got really hard, because all four of these next albums are neck and neck for me. There's no one that's obviously worse than the others, and there's no one that's just like clear head and shoulders above the rest. All of these albums are such high quality for me. And I honestly think right now my rankings come down to a matter of like genre preference. Like I just currently don't prefer the louder yelling as much as I used to. And not that the whole record's yelling. I mean, there's definitely a lot of singing. And I just prefer the softer and subtle nature of the other three records at times a little more than the in-your-face aggressive nature of this, which is probably why this record is number one on a lot of people's lists, because of that aggressive nature and because of that ferocity. To be frank, too, and this is the last thing I'll say because I could ramble on forever, There's some really soft and subtle moments on this album, too. So, like, your son, even though he he does end up, like, kind of shouting on that song, it's like an acoustic song where he just pours his heart out. It's one of my favorite from Indian Lake songs. I Don't Know You, another softer track. It almost, like, doesn't even fit on the album with, like, it, it feels like it was a song from like an acoustic track from The Man With Wooden Legs that he just like either didn't make it or he wrote right after that kind of fits more with Able Bodies. But there's definitely some softer moments. But this is just an incredible album. Some of my favorite songs are We Are Sick and Till I Can Walk. But it's hard to pick favorites on this. Andrew, what's your four? Yeah, my four is Able Bodies too. I think our lists are going to be pretty close. There's one or two that I'm not sure about. And this list could go any which way for me as well. I think that, like, with these albums, we're not talking about, like, oh, this is a 9 out of 10, this is an 8 out of 10, this is a 7. Like, that for me, it's more like this is a (laughs) 9.4 and the next is a 9.42 or something like that. (laughs) They're so close, and I just think it's really hard to pick these albums from a band that I think is very consistent. So I agree. I think I like the slightly softer sound. I also feel like... Joey pushed himself a little bit more from a layering and and 
and creative aspect as their music's progressed. And so I think that's why these two first albums, their own style, the the yelling, whatever it is that's different, that's why they're kind of lower for me. But both incredible albums. Again, all five are great. So, All right, Nate, what is your third favorite from Indian Lakes album? I'm confident our number ones are the same based off of our decade list. Unless things have changed in the past month. So if that's the case, this is really where the differences could be. Mm-hmm. And my guess is we're different on this. Though I could be wrong. So my number three is Dimly Lit. And I would say, honestly, what it comes down to is the length of the record. And the length of Absent Sounds. Where I just feel like... Absent Sounds being 10 tracks and this being 16, if I want to listen to one and get like a full experience and not have to really push through it, I would much rather prefer listening to Absent Sounds. But the quality of both those records is basically neck and neck. I would say vocally, Dimly Lit's stronger, but I think the lyrics to separate Absent Sounds for me. Last thing I'll say about Dimly Lit, when we've talked about this record so much from on this episode, the last thing I'll say about Dimly Lit, though, is I could see with time, potentially, on if I start to like the third third of the album, if I start to like that a little bit more than I do now, this could switch with Absent Sounds. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Andrew, what's your number three? So my number three, and this is this is by far the hardest spot because literally almost any of the next three could be in this spot on any given day too. That's what's crazy. It's like certain albums can jump ahead. So again, I went back to listen to From Indian Lakes albums and I ended up putting in Absent Sounds, which I'm really glad I did just so we can differ here a little bit on our list. But that's my third favorite and the only way I was able to figure that out is luckily we had just finished our ratings for Dimly Lit where we listed our five different categories and we numbered them one to ten. I actually went and had to do that for Absent Sounds to figure out which one do I like better, Absent Sounds or Dimly Lit, because it felt like it was so close that I just was not sure how to pick these. So my score for Dimly Lit is 48.5 and ended up with 47.5 on Absent Sounds. One of the reasons being, so I was 10 out of 10 on lyrics. These are my favorite lyrics of from Indian Lakes is on Absent Sounds but I think some of the production and the instrumentation came down each one for me which created a one point difference so again getting a little mathematical here but those were the two areas that I noticed I liked dimly lit a little bit more so Absent Sounds is my three we'll get to twos So, Nate, what is your number two? So, my two is Absent Sounds, obviously. It's funny, Andrew. You gave Dimly Lit a 48.5 and Absent Sounds a 47.5. I gave Dimly Lit a 47.5 and Absent Sounds a 48.5. So, we're really mirroring each other just with those being flipped. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those albums that kind of changed my whole music taste, I would say. And actually, it really is with that change from able bodies to absent sounds that aggressive like i guess like i think i grew to understand dynamics a little bit differently and like how like just because you're yelling and just because the guitars are heavy doesn't mean there's power there and like i think you could listen to the song fog on this album and feel like it's an extremely heavy extremely intense song without kind of hearing any yelling or hearing any screaming or hearing quite as harsh guitar sounds. And, like, I also think Joey was really able to tap into a softer side with songs like Come In This Light and Runner 2, where, oh my gosh, like, the emotions behind that track. And yet with this just very stripped-back performance, it's just... He was able to deliver emotion in a much different way, which I grew to appreciate. And so 
it definitely changed the way I listen to music, where I listen to much more music that sounds like Absent Sounds than I do that sounds like Able Bodies. So yeah, and it was close, but I also think from tracks 4 to 10 on Absent Sounds, I think it's harder to find a 7-track section on any album as quality as that seven track section so yeah i just love this album so much and again it's really tough to rank these but we're giving it our best okay andrew what's your number two so my number two is dimly lit we've spent most of this podcast talking about dimly lit so i'm gonna leave it at that but i just i think it's great and it's their newest so it's still got plenty of time to grow on me could keep growing past two it could technically grow worse over time, but so far it, it does seem to keep getting better. And so it's my number two. All right, Nate, what is your number one? All right. So my number one, if people have been remotely paying attention, is Everything Feels Better Now. I just think this is their most cohesive album. I think this is their best lyrical album I think it's their best produced album in the sense that I understand Dimly Lit has, I would say, is more versatile in its production. Like, he does a lot more different stuff. But the production on Everything Feels Better Now really feeds into that cohesiveness. And there's just a great variety of tracks while still seeming so intertwined. And again, this is the last thing I'll say. It's so dynamic. I think you got to really listen intently, though, to recognize, like, how dynamic it is. Like, because the first few times, the first, like, 10 times, 20 times I listened to this, I didn't get it. And it took just so long, but I fell in love. And I think it will be hard for any of Ian Lake's album to top this. I think this was a very easy choice, putting this at number one for me. But um, we'll see. Who knows? He'll hopefully be releasing a lot more music in the future. So, Andrew... What's your number one? It is also Everything Feels Better Now. I I don't have much to add here. I just feel like a lot of the elements that are on Dimly Lit are also on Everything Feels Better Now. But there's 12 songs versus 16, so it just feels slightly tighter. So one of the areas that I ranked it ahead of Dimly Lit is just in the length of the album that I like. I like 12 songs. It feels right. It still feels generous because... Joey can fit so much in each song that like 12 songs can still feel very generous. So I don't know. I just, I think it's a great album. There's a lot there. I think it's some of the best in every single category as far as from Indian Lakes goes. So it's, it's an excellent album. All right. Our lists were really close, and I think we probably knew that because we talk about From Indian Lakes a lot, (laughs) and if you're listening to this podcast, you're realizing this is part two, and so you also now realize we like to talk about From Indian Lakes. We also talk about a bunch of other bands, and we like to show a bunch of different artists that maybe maybe you haven't heard of so if you're checking out this episode because you know and love from indian lakes that's awesome please check out some of our other episodes from some bands that you might not know we also have a new segment here that we're going to just shout out a couple bands here that we think that you'll like if you like from indian lakes so nate do you want to tell us about this new segment yeah so it's called fish in the sea basically you know that phrase well there's a bunch of fish in the sea or there's a million fish in the sea whatever however you like to say that phrase It's not meant to diminish the uniqueness of any given band. Clearly, for Andrew and I, From Indian Lakes is a -a one-of-a-kind special band that nobody tops. But music also can have some similarities with other artists, even though there might not be the exact same thing. So it's just our way of saying, hey, if you like this artist, we think you might like this artist. The way we've structured this is we go on Spotify and find the band we're looking at, so from Indian Lakes, and then we click the For Fans Of section, and we go through and we try to find an artist that we haven't heard yet or don't know that well, or maybe we've listened to before but we never really gave them a chance, and we try to find an artist that we really liked in theirs. So, Andrew, which 
band did you pick? I'm actually going to shout out two bands, and there's a reason here. So the first band that stuck out to me is this band Harvard, is how I'm going to pronounce it, that it's H-R-V-R-D, so they took out the vowels, and so I'm assuming it's Harvard, not something else I'm missing. So they were awesome. I really loved them. Only problem that I had is I realized they haven't released anything in forever, I'm at this point assuming they might not even be a band because I don't think most bands wait eight years or whatever it's been to release anything. So I'm also going to shout out a band that I've heard of but had not listened. They're so different than from Indian Lakes, but hey, they were suggested there. So I'm picking the band Oh Brother, who I've seen, I've maybe heard here and there. They're actually a lot harder. They're pretty yell forward i would say more maybe close to old from indian lakes but they were really cool there's a lot there it's pretty dark but i really enjoyed them so if you want an old band that might not be a thing check out harvard if you want to check out a band that's currently going check out oh brother so i know oh brother and I have so many friends that like Oh Brother, but I've like never gotten into them. And I need to take some time to listen to them more. And my favorite Harvard album, Andrew, if I was to recommend one to you, is From the Bird's Cage. Perfect. Thank you for that recommendation. So I'm going to say three bands really quickly. One band, somewhat similar to Harvard, actually, and um, is an inspiration of From Indian Lakes, is Bombay Bicycle Club. I would listen to A Different Kind of Fix and also So Long, See You Tomorrow. A really contemporary band who I think sounds more like from Indian Lakes Dimly Lit is Polienzo, and I would yeah. listen to Pure in the Plastic. Yeah, I already I already knew Polienzo, so that's why they weren't uh, in my fish in the sea, but, but great. I, I had to toss them in there. You do. They're so good. And I would especially listen to that album just for if you like Dimly Lit, though all, they only have two albums but all their stuff is good. And then the band that I had never heard of was Owl, O-W-E-L, and their album Paris. I feel like if you combined Able Bodies and Absent Sounds, that's more of what you'd hear here with a little bit more of like a pop punk feel. But they were interesting, and I had never heard of them, so that's the band I picked. No, I like them too. They they had some some cool sounds. I I guess I just gravitated towards uh, much... A band that I knew I should like better in No Brother. Well, Harvard, I think Harvard's better than Owl, but I'd also need to listen to Owl more before I can definitively say my opinion. All right. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. And if you've listened to this, that means you've probably listened to part one. And so we really appreciate you guys giving so much time to listen to this episode. As Andrew said, we review a lot of bands in this indie uh, genre, even though... It's not really confined to a specific sound, just more underrated artists that don't get the attention they deserve. And so we'd love if you continued listening to our reviews and interviews, and we really appreciate you. Yeah. So some ways that you can stay connected with us in between podcasts would be our socials. So we're very active on Instagram. We also have Twitter. You can find us at both Instagram and Twitter at LDL Pod. So go ahead and follow us. Reach out to us. We love to hear just a bunch of back and forth. We've got a bunch of fun stuff that we do on those platforms. So definitely follow us, like us there. You can also email us. We already mentioned earlier that we don't get enough traction on our email, which is so strange. So email us and tell us why you don't want to email us. That would be great. So our email is listening at gmail.com. And it would really mean the world to us if you would subscribe to the podcast, if you'd review it, rate it. All of those numbers are super helpful for us to be able to continue as a podcast to also know what we're doing right and wrong. Uh, if you can just let us know in your review, leave a nice review, email us, let us know what we're doing wrong, whatever you want to do. But just those things really help our podcast. So thanks so much for spending part of your day listening to us. Until next time, for Nate and I, have a great day. Hey, look, it's a it's 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 a baby kangaroo and it's playing the guitar.